The short game is listener-supported on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and join us on our Discord, head to theshortgame.net or patreon.com slash theshortgame. Welcome back to The Short Game. This is a show about short video games, games that respect your time. I'm Reagan Kelly, and I'm joined this week by two fine co-hogs. Nate Heininger. The... <laughs> uh, damn it. Um, pizza Hog. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane, the uh, dead hog. Nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, sure, I guess. I think I was thinking more in like the Sonic milieu where everyone is like, I'm Steve the oh, Cat. Yeah, I, know. I remember that, Steve the Cat, for sure. Steve the, Steve the Cat, Man. classic character in the Sonic fandom. Of course. I didn't realize we were going to have to come prepared with an OC. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think our, uh, our audience deserves to know what is your Sonic OC. Well, I, uh, I, Nate the Pizza Hog is definitely uh, my Sonic OC. You know what? I'm good with that. That's good. I'm, I'm envisioning yeah. like you've got the spines, but they've got yeah. little pepperonis on them like slices. Ooh, I was thinking my spines were just slices of pizza. You yeah. know? Ooh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. And just trailing, trailing like a thin film of cheese everywhere or, you run. Yeah, marinara trail. Not, not the fastest hedgehog. No, but certainly a hedgehog. One that you're glad that shows up. You know, I don't know if I'd be glad. <laughs> it seems kind of nasty, but okay. <laughs> this is this would all be great for back on our Pizza Tower episode. We're crafting a monster that would fit right in with Pizza Tower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we definitely are. Um, so let's see, where were we with this? <laughs> we are talking this week about the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Maybe the best title in all of video games. <laughs> Thank God I, I made it through the intro without having to reveal my OC. I'm, I'm <laughs> it, this might be the greatest video game that we've ever covered exclusively because of the just the whole package of the surprise the tenacity. Drop. Yeah, it's so funny. It really is. So we've done little like surprise drop, essentially joke games before, but this is maybe the most um, impressive game done entirely for a bit that I can remember ever seeing. The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog uh, is a uh, uh, it came out the day before April Fools of this year and of 2023. And uh, this was a this is a Sonic the Hedgehog and his shitty friends um uh the visual novel tell us Um, how you really feel about his friends (laughs) reagan you know what i no longer know how i feel about sonic's shitty friends i used to feel like i knew how i felt about the sonic buddy squad but this game may have turned me around this game may have totally served its intended purpose and maybe Uh maybe i'm a fan Mm. of sonic now yeah. I mean, I've always been a fan of Sonic, uh, specifically his ability to run fast. Yeah, like I always enjoyed the Sonic games from our childhood, right? But I always thought that like the Sonic fandom was a little bit cringe. It still is, don't get me wrong. And the the characters were a bit thin and uninteresting and used badly in a series of bad and increasingly bad games. 
And rather than improve the games, they were just continuing to throw additional mammals at the problem until Sonic had a squad 30 friends deep of uninteresting but bizarrely attired anthropomorphic dudes and that is all still true but i think i like them a little better now it's uh it's just a little weird you're talking about um uh, mammals and i I hear you but this is vector the crocodile erasure uh, that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) and you not not to mention sbo sbo the what what is sbo this is the first time i've ever seen sbo sbo is a chameleon SBO was in uh, Knuckles Chaotix. Uh, I think also Charmy B. Was Charmy B in this one? I, I didn't get the whole thing. No, way sadly, yeah, no, Charmy B the, did not make it. The band, there's a one. band, though. The, the, the Hot Honey is the, uh, there's like Tommy B is the front. Oh, that's for, right. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, so you're, so. so maybe Charmy B is off, you know, playing I gigs suspect. with yeah. the Hot Honeys. Um, so, yes, describing the game. Um, this dropped all of a sudden on Steam, so far only on Steam. This is a uh, it's a visual novel in the classic style of like lots of big character portraits talking, going through various, you know, poses uh, uh, while classics. a mostly linear story plays out in, you know, text and dialogue. Um, kind of a little hybridized over to point and click adventure game because this being a mystery, you're pointing, pointing and clicking, looking for clues. But like... Um, I don't think there's been a Sonic the Hedgehog, an, an official Sonic the Hedgehog visual novel before, and this actually really fit pretty well. Yeah, they did a good job with it. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about the specifics and how the game plays and whatnot. But like early react is that they did well on this. This is fun. I I've I mm-hmm. fully enjoyed it, and it definitely it could have been a quarter of what this was and i think the bit would have been accomplished but instead they decided to make a full on a full game that you know has a sonic mini game in it also that kind of feels like playing sonic so it's a uh, it's quite the accomplishment yeah um this so the the premise here is that uh sonic and a bunch of his friends have come to, uh, I don't know the Sonic continuity very well. I gather that this is, um, you know, a time yeah. of peace. They don't, don't so seem they, to be expecting they, any. I can summarize the on. infamous and unpredictable Sonic the Hedgehog, who was nicknamed the fastest gun in the West, is planning his next big heist while he launches preemptive strikes against those who are looking to, you know, work with the law to collect the reward. And uh, Robert Ford. Okay, Shane, you're, uh, you're, you're summarizing the murder. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, geez, what is, is that? The mur- getting really jealous the of him. Jesse James by the coward uh, <laughs> yeah. Robert, Robert yeah, Ford. Shane. Yes. Oh no, I played the wrong game, guys. You know, Shane. In this game, they've learned how to extract dino DNA from mosquitoes uh, trapped in amber. <laughs> Uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes, the assassination uh, of Sonic the Hedgehog by the coward Robert Ford is a. Yeah. Uh, it's also significantly train based. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, trains on both. Um, so this game, uh, first of all, like the the bit, the 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 bit that w- this was going for, um, 
is that Sonic has been murdered. And of course, this being an official release from Sega, Sonic, you know, pre- presumably kid-friendly, Sonic hasn't been murdered, murdered. It's they're having a uh they're having a like a murder mystery party on a train. Um but you know, you as as a like you get to pick the name of your weird little marmot guy. Actually, not guy. They use they them pronouns for the entire thing. So the non-binary marmot, um, who I named Pasta, of course. I I figured you would name your non-binary uh, marmot Pasta. I named him uh, Chili Dog, and then nice. I immediately regretted it because the first thing you're asked to do is to look at a menu that includes Chili Dog. <laughs> That could yeah, get of course confusing. there's going to be of course there's going to be chili dogs in a modern Sonic game. Uh, we named ours after our new cat Marcy. So oh, Molly nice. and I played this game together. So. I didn't know you had so. had a new cat. I knew yeah. I knew you guys had a new pet. I saw on social media. Uh, Reagan, uh, did you see the video of them of them having to? catch their new pet in their kitchen we had a real we had a real sonic the hedgehog situation a possum got into our house (laughs) oh no (laughs) but it's actually shane it's all an extension of the same thing because uh molly has created quite a um quite a uh a, a habitat in our backyard we've got bird feeders we've got uh like possums and raccoons and mind you i live in a in the city on a city block uh but still somehow we've managed to um we call it molly's menagerie and uh included in this menagerie has been a variety of stray cats and one of those stray cats uh became very affectionate towards us we'd already been considering getting another cat and uh it we absorbed the stray cat into our household and uh she <laughs> like is yeah she is having a wonderful time she really enjoys it and her name is marceline uh Aww. we let lola name her and it's named after marceline the vampire queen from adventure time uh so good name for cat though uh, that's, yeah. that's quality yeah so we call her marcy and it's really uh, nice and the name fit marcy fit into you know uh the the naming of this game too it, it it felt very natural i will say i started typing in Ooh. pizza as the name to go with the same convention that you did reagan and molly was like no <laughs> so <laughs> so fine. i think it is it's very very funny um that like you know you they they give you this like kind of blank slate character and it's it's kind of a nod to the idea of like you know people having their own sonic ocs but you are like a new waiter on the train on his first day um totally starstruck by the gang of sonic and friends uh coming to be on the train then oh my gosh you get to investigate a murder with tails who is wearing the cutest little little detective was great tails was so perfect in this that's what I'm saying is like this this game made me have more affection for the Sonic characters just because like, you know, I know there's been tons and tons of Sonic games that have a lot more attention paid to the characters where you you spend more time talking to them and maybe get something out of their their whole vibe. But like for me, the Sonic games I've played, you know, this, they're just little they're just little dudes who run around, right? You don't really talk yeah. to them for the most part. And um and I, you know, I always saw a lot of the the more recent games where they do spend a lot of time on the characters as a little bit mm, not for me. Um, but this made me think, like, hey, these characters were not 
not bad. I don't know if it's just because they're, you know, it, it was it was a surprise how much fun I had with it. But like I I thought it was very funny talking to like Rouge the Bat or or you know Shadow the Hedgehog in this and you know yeah. grilling them about their their involvement in the the fake murder and whatnot. It was it was really cute and funny. It was. It's really good writing. It's fun. It's it's very silly. Um, a lot of good dialogue options and you know, I, I was a huge Sonic fan as a kid. It, yeah, it was those were my favorite games. And I've carried an affection for for Sonic and his shitty friends for my entire life. But I also have engaged in virtually no actual playing mm-hmm. of anything Sonic. I've some people have been really enjoying uh the was it Sonic Frontiers, the more relatively yeah. recent release. I've been considering picking that up because I've heard good things, but I don't think I've truly engaged in a sonic game other than sonic mania which was which we or was it mania sonic yeah yeah uh an incredible game that we did for this show uh rules you know the first good Sonic. we haven't really talked about this Uh, they did sonic mania plus which is like kind of an expansion pack for it so if you get it now i think you get sonic mania plus which uh, adds a bunch of new characters and new content and is really, really good. Like they, they switch it up to this mode where uh, you, you, you could kind of, you're kind of incentivized to switch out a lot of the different characters and they add in like, at least I think like two more characters that you can switch around. It just, it all really, really works. I played through the whole thing a, a second time. Just, mm, uh, I'll just have to check that, that out. I love yeah, that. That's game. awesome. Yeah, I loved it too. And I've been so surprised that they haven't like apparently they, you know, the the people who made that, the team including like Sean Whitehead or whatever his name was, they're they're no longer with I I mean I'm 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 recalling some online gossip. So apologies if I'm being inaccurate here, but from what I understand, Spill you're no T longer Hedgehog with uh Sega and Sega is not doing a Sonic Mania 2. Um oh. they've moved on to other things and I think it's insane. Like um Sonic uh Mania was like an absolute like breath of fresh air and revitalization of Sonic the Hedgehog for me. And it made me want more of that. Um, although I haven't played the plus stuff, Shane, you're right. I should, I should go back and ch- check that out. And then, and then like, you know, frontier, uh, I mean, I've been, I think there was something in between mania and frontier has been like four years since mania now or something, but um, like frontier, I don't know. It doesn't really strike me as something I would really want to play. I don't like the idea of like Sonic in a totally fully 3d space. It seems like it wouldn't work. You know, we've been trying that for decades. It hasn't, hasn't worked out. Yeah. Um, although I don't know, maybe it's fine. Maybe it's good. It seems like reviews were mixed. People are saying it's fun. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen both sides of it, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, I, I tried to stick with the Sonic franchise uh, through its 3D worlds, and I, they just never clicked for me either. And you know what I will say, though, is like, as much as I, I think, you know, Sonic's a fun character, but like, Sonic's barely in this. Um, it's mostly a Tails showpiece. Yeah. And Tails is so great in it. We already said, but like, yeah, great. Tails is just, he's just so charming. And I would play another Tails game in a heartbeat. I would love to play more games that focus on, you know, Tails doing whatever, especially if he gets more cute costumes. He was if you like the characters here, I actually I mean, you you have you have children. I I don't know how much affection your kids have for Sonic. My my son is a big Sonic fan. He really absolutely loved the uh, the the Jim Carrey sonic the hedgehog and whenever he sees jim carrey on screen he says uncle reagan 
Um, <laughs> well, uh, but for the listeners so we, who, who haven't haven't seen, I have a I have a mustache that's not too dissimilar from Jim Carrey's in that movie. Yeah, Real Eggman vibes coming from Reagan. That's specifically, what I'm going for. So yeah. the uh, but recently, like this past year, uh, like late late last year, sometime in 2022, a new 3D animated uh, Sonic TV show dropped, and so my son and I watched that together. Is that one Sonic and, uh, Boom or which one is that? Uh, Sonic Boom is a long time back. That one's all. That one's okay. I, I think we did watch some of Sonic Boom. I don't know how old that one is. Sonic Prime is the new one. Okay, you can tell how connected I am with current Sonic stuff. That's fine. But this one's pretty good. Uh, we we definitely enjoyed it. It's like a, it's like a fun show for kids. Uh, it, it has this whole multiverse thing going on, like everything does these days. Um, so that's sell more toys I mean, that way. Yeah, you know, and but one of my favorite things about the multiverse Sonic thing is they introduce like a bunch of different versions of Eggman, including like baby Eggman, um, <laughs> like a bunch of different weird ones It's great. So uh, I, I enjoyed this show a lot. If you like <laughs> these characters, uh, see if it see if it uh, clicks with your kids. Uh, you know, next time I need a, uh, a kid's show to get mm-hmm. my kids off my back for a little bit maybe i'll uh maybe i'll check it out is it streaming anywhere it's uh, it's on netflix i uh I've, I've watched both of the sonic movies relatively recently and i think that they are bad and also i enjoyed them <laughs> <laughs> i only saw the first one I, I haven't seen the sequel um i i don't know i i kept thinking eventually i would like watch it like when i could get my kids together with shane's because i know that that he's a fan but it seems like it's maybe maybe getting to be old hat for um uh for shane's kids so uh maybe i just need to put that on for the kids sometime um it's it's uh it's very funny to me the way this was developed because so the the sonic the hedgehog the as a brand has had a pretty incredible social media team for the last several years. I don't really know how far back this goes, but like, like they have a very specific funny voice. They're very good. If you follow the Sonic, the, you know, I think it's like at Sonic, the hedgehog on uh, Twitter. Um, they have a social media team that really understands their fan base and is constantly making memes and, you know, just generally funny posts um, about Sonic or catering to the Sonic fandom or, you know, pretending to be Sonic, commenting on the, you know, events on Twitter, that kind of thing that has a, it's really funny. Um, they, they've got, they're maybe one of the best sort of brand social media teams in video games. They're fantastic and a great follow. And one of the, one of the things I miss no longer being on Twitter. Um, and that's why I thought it was very interesting that this game was developed by the Sonic brand social media team, not by Sonic Team of Japan, nor by necessarily quite Sega of America. This is developed by the Sonic social media team. Um, and I think that's really interesting. Like they they have they clearly have like a lot of affection and love for the character, but also like a deep understanding of the of the sort of comedic voice of Sonic uh, as a property. And really smart to just let those people make a game. They, uh, like the, the, the social media manager whose name is, um, Katie, uh, I think, um, 
she was tweeting about, you know, the process of making the game and how they got permission to, to make it. Um, but they just sort of got together and said, we should do this as a, as a, you know, as a joke. Um, the, the canonical status of this is highly in question, um, but it doesn't <laughs> need to be canon nor non-canon. It's, it's not like, it's not like they really legit murder Sonic in the game. It, it could easily fit somewhere in the Sonic canon if there is one. Um, and it's just really got the voice, right? It, like I took a ton of screenshots of like funny moments in this because it's just full of like really good little funny bits uh, of just things spoken by the characters that just made me laugh out loud. Yeah, I laughed a lot too. And, you know, it's not, I don't think it's usually very fun trying to like repeat jokes in no. a podcast, but these are... Especially um, when this is such a short, it's, yeah. it's maybe like two hours, maybe three at the most depending the the thing that i'll say is that or about the humor is that you're if you think of sonic you're probably expecting it to be like he you know he's this like playing a lot on like how cool he is and like the whole like you know gotta go fast i'm a cool guy um and it's not really that at all it's like really charming and very sweet everybody every character is really really like nice and uh even if they're not like you know knuckles is the bruiser and shadow's kind of mysterious but even still like they're all very sweet and it's it's not any like even for a kid's thing there's it's not like edgy you know yeah uh, you, I, I, it's funny because it's like it's a group of friends who've come together to essentially play a game together they, they you, you feel the affection between them in a way that i don't think you really i, I don't think i've really picked up on in other sonic stuff it yeah. just feels like a like a bunch of you know certainly over the top goofy cartoon characters but it's rooted in like they all came together to celebrate amy's birthday like they're all being sweet to her yeah. because it's her birthday like I love the 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 establishment of all of the birthday rules that exist in this uh, oh, yeah. in this culture. <laughs> she, I guess she got the birthday key that can unlock any lock. You know, yeah. a well known birthday tradition. Everyone knows about the birthday key. Of course, you have a birthday key that opens every door on the train that you're on. <laughs> like it's so good. There's all these birthday rules, and I, I loved the like flashback sequence that they kept going back to, and every time the flashback was different. Uh, you know, there, there is some really funny stuff. Did you, uh, the, uh, the trash can bit made me think. Yes, of that was West very of, funny. Well, it, it's kind of, you know, um, uh, ripping on the West of Loathing spittoon bit. If you remember oh, that. You're right. I do. You're right. I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. yeah it but it, it's very of, funny. The, you know, your unnamed non-binary marmot, um, occasionally your, can... <laughs> your, your non-binary, uh, unnamed quokka is actually, is that what he qu- is? Yeah. He is a, qu- I said marmot just cause I don't know. He gave off marmot vibe to me. What's a quokka? A quokka uh, whatever is a short tailed wallaby. Oh, these things that that's why he's so cute or they mm. are so cute. Yeah, yeah. no quokkas, a, uh, of course, naturally, the quokka. I I knew about these. Yeah, duh. Uh huh. They're little um uh the quokka, uh, a small macropod about the size of a domestic cat. It is the only member of the genus uh, Satonix. Like other marsupials in the macropod family, such as kangaroos and wallabies, the quokka is herbivorous and mainly nocturnal. And also, they work on trains and are referred to as a uh, microwave guy. Um. <laughs> 
that was very funny to me. Like your whole thing throughout this is like asking yeah. people if they want anything, but the entire menu is like just a handful of things they can stick in the microwave and your only training for this job involved how to use the microwave. Uh, very funny. If you touch a quokka in the wild, you're subject to a $300 fine. Wow. But is yeah. it is it the quokka that charges you the fine? Who's who's uh <laughs> who's monitoring all of the quokkas to see if they're being touched or not? This would be the government of Australia. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So those well, are Australian dollars, if that matters to you. Um, okay. And <laughs> uh, if you're cruel to one, that fine could go as high as $50,000. Just Wow. Oh, my. I did not know this. I, and um, now it is my only uh, – we, we need to plan a heist in which we pet a quokka. That's mm-hmm. the the crime of the century now. Yeah. Because these things look really pettable. They do look pettable. Uh, so, I mean, another great, great grab by the social media team. They picked, you know, another cute little thing to add into this world. Uh, they really, it, it's so funny. You know, it made me think about uh, like Nintendo was has branched out a little bit with some of their massive IP, you know, letting um, the uh, letting the crypt of the necro dancer crew make a Zelda game, uh, a singular event that has not repeated. Like there have been no more of that. Uh, I don't that, know uh, what the internal thinking about that incredible project was at Nintendo, but it it didn't convince anybody to let more people license Nintendo properties for their games. No, not yet. Um, at least not that we've seen. So, but it made me think of that, right? Like, how do you take a, a very popular um, IP and just put it in an entirely new context? And they, Sega did that the, times a million with this. Like, Legend mm-hmm. of Hyrule for uh Crypt of the Necrodancer, like still in a lot of ways felt like a a a a normal old school Zelda game. Whereas this obviously there's there's no overlap between Sonic and a ver- uh visual <laughs> murder novel. Mystery visual Mi- murder novel. mystery visual yeah. novel. However, though, as we as I mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, the, the majority of this game is a point and click mystery visual novel, but they did develop a micro like a mini game that is in the middle of it that is frequent it is a constant part of this game is playing this little sonic game you know this reminded me a lot of the um uh the mechanics side of danganronpa danganronpa is another sort of murder mystery uh visual novel game excellent games by the way if you want to play them they're i think they're on game pass still um and uh that has a kind of um, mini game that you play whenever you're trying to convince people of things uh, where it kind of does this like shooting game where you're shooting ideas, I guess. Um, and uh, that's kind of felt like the, the milieu this was in was is, but instead of, instead of, you know, this little shooting game, anytime that your main character is trying to arrange their thoughts in order to convince someone of something, um, you know, you might need to present a piece of evidence to someone to say, like, this evidence shows that this is what happened. Um, then rather than just choosing from a menu, it does the much more exciting thing of retreating into, I don't know, presumably the character's head, where uh, a, a, a vaguely Game Gear-like device comes up out of the bottom of the screen that says, for me, Pasta's Dream Gear. 
and uh, and has a screen that looks a lot like the special stages from the Game Gear Sonic games, where it's got an isometric sort of auto runner perspective, and you have you can sort of go left to right in order to dodge obstacles or jump over them and try to collect as many coins as possible without losing coins when you get hit. Um, I actually really quite liked this idea, you know, having something Sonic like to do, you know, no matter how disconnected it is from the story, it's, it's like a fun little mechanic to spice up those moments when you're trying to convince someone of something. Um, I actually found it a little too hard. Like the, in the, in the settings, it's got a, um, it's got a setting for like, uh, like assist mode settings. And I was, I was getting really frustrated with it even very early on. And I went into the, the, the assist mode settings and it says something along the lines of, you know, we tuned this, uh, uh, for real Sonic fans. Uh, but you can turn, you know, it has a number of things you can change. I was like, man, they have me pegged. I'm not a real Sonic fan. Crap. Um, <laughs> But yeah. I turned off pitfalls. Like it's not just like how easy or hard is it. It has several things you can tune. You can decide how uh, how many coins or not coins. What am I talking about? How many rings? God, yes, rings, please. Uh, you you get when you when you get rings. Um, so you can increase the percentage that you get with rings to like give you extra rings or uh, decrease how many you lose when you get hit. And also you can turn off pitfalls uh, in the in the levels. And I was finding myself falling into pits like way, way too much and getting frustrated. So I just turned them off and um, I was really glad it gave me that opportunity because it was still fun to play even without the pitfalls. So um, yeah. I would recommend if you're getting stuck on that, like this is not supposed to be from what I can tell a like challenge based game this is supposed to be something you can you know breeze through to experience the fun and the story and so if you're having trouble with the old school sonic runner bits just tweak it just tweak it yeah i i did find them fun i definitely also found them more challenging than i would expect for something like this uh and and to the point that by the middle end of the game i was actually kind of starting to get bummed when they would come up because i was kind of into the story and into like moving through the the interrogation scenes and almost every interrogation scene you're going to have to play this little runner two to three times and so at the end of the game you probably beat 15 20 of these levels uh so it it ends up being a, a a pretty big part of the game and it gets harder and harder and harder so yeah definitely recommend tuning it down because it can get challenging um but i do like that they put this in here you know that the the mystery side of the game until the end you're not really as a player making a lot of like connecting connections or anything like that the game sort of puts it all together for you and in lieu of you necessarily having to make difficult decisions or really connect the dots they have you play a little sonic game and i think that it it works really well there's also i'm not going to spoil anything here but like the the uh there is it's a visual novel with a final boss like not something you encounter in one of these very <laughs> often and i i thought that was really fun um so it was nice that they included this action mechanic because they were able to you know return to it at times in order to like sort of raise the stakes in ways that i think are hard to do in a visual novel yeah. um so i i really appreciated that about it even though i found it kind of kind of annoyingly difficult well, that's part of what I was speaking about at the beginning, too, is that this game is way more complex and 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 deeper and longer than 
I really expected it to be. You know, they launched yeah. it the day before April Fools. It seemed it, it really felt like the whole point of it was the launch just to be able to put that trailer out. The trailer's hilarious. It gets a ton of buzz. And like, I kind of expected that to be it. And then the, for the game to be like one hour, probably cheeky, a little bit of fun, you know, and, and be done. And instead it's this like fully developed visual novel with fantastic art, this little mini game, like four or five hours long, you know, especially depending on, on your skill level with those. Probably less. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, um, I, uh, I finished it right at three hours, I think. Okay. And that was with me having turned the difficulty on those, those sequ- sections down. So maybe if you got stuck on those a whole lot, but I think if you're getting stuck for two hours on those, like stop torturing yourself, just turn it down for, for something that's basically a, a gag for the social media team. This turned out really amazing and it got something like a million downloads in its first week on Steam. Uh, And by the end of that time, it was ranked number 61 uh, on the list of the highest rated Steam games of all time. So pretty weird. Pretty good. And and, I mean, you know, like understood that this is a little bit like a weird curve because of the special circumstances of this <laughs> yeah, game's it's, release it's but also free. this it's, is now the top rated sonic game on steam uh of the entire yeah. sonic the hedgehog well, franchise making it free is also <laughs> exactly key for that's, this. that's the that's the curve yeah. that it's on here <laughs> but, but it's part it's, of the brilliance of it though you know mm-hmm. like they like if it's coming from the social media team then you then you assume that like this whole thing might have been developed from their marketing budget, you know, and then Almost certainly, yeah, if that's the case, like fantastic marketing, right? Like, yeah, this it, is incredible. And the, this is like the um, visual novels as a thing are the kind of go to thing that joke game releases end up doing. And they're almost all universally um, poorly ex- executed garbage. I'm thinking about things like when um like that are just there to exist for for a gag headline. Like I'm thinking about things like when um, KFC released a like a, a you know a, a dating visual novel where you could right. date the hot uh, colonel or whatever. Um, and there've been there've been a bunch of things like that over the years. I'm I'm struggling to remember any others off the top of my head, but like I'm sure Arby's did one or something. It's just a, it's a thing that certain brands sometimes do. Um, because it's like a proven way to get a, get a laugh. Right. Um, and I guarantee you those things are not worth playing. What, what is amazing here is that the social media team, they didn't just understand, you know, the voice and comedic, you know, the way to be funny about and as Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, so well that they could spin that understanding out into a fully developed story and game. But like they were able to marshal the resources to produce that game in incredible style. We haven't talked much about the art, really, but like they have incredible art. The the backgrounds are beautiful and full of fun, funny details. The character portraits are maybe the best these characters have ever looked. And they're all wearing cute outfits that they are look great. Really, yeah, it's the, so great. The little their their emotions that, you know, the, their still faces as as you progress through the dialogue of which there's a ton uh that you know that it's a i i mean i i don't know how many individual uh drawings they did of these characters but especially like tales it had it's a he's, ton he's so expressive and he's yeah. you know he, he's 
blushing and smiling and making little angry faces. It, he's so expressive. And the entire time he's wearing a tiny hat. And it's, it's so cute. It's cute. And love like a, this game even made hat. me like like the some of the characters that previously I couldn't have told you the first thing about. Like Blaze the Cat is incredibly funny in this. What is the deal with Blaze the Cat? Like I would never have given a yeah, crap about no Blaze idea. the Cat. But here she is and um, like just great comic timing. I, I took some screenshots of what is, I, I know we said we weren't just going to share jokes, but I have to, I have to, my, I took some screenshots of what I thought was the funniest scene in the game, which is that, um, you know, tails and rouge, the bat and blaze, the cat are talking about how to break into a sealed room on the train. Um, and they're, they're talking about what they're, you know, how they're going to, um, get past there's a there's a portion where they have to get through an elevator that in that has like mechanical arms in it they're talking about how they're going to get past this and um you know one of the options is uh tie them in one big knot and rouge says my shoes don't have laces does anyone here know how to tie a knot (laughs) and then and then blaze very you know she holds up her fan and says yes well no (laughs) (laughs) and then of course pasta the the didgeridoo or whatever it is. <laughs> that's it that's what that's um, yeah. um i can but i gotta sing a little song while i do it <laughs> I just, yeah that is the funniest line i don't i don't know um anyway it's just an incredibly funny incredibly warm game it's just full of warmth for these characters like how did this social media team pull the magic trick of making me care about blaze the cat or anybody in this crew? I don't know, but they managed it in an incredibly brief window into this fandom that I would not have had otherwise. So I really, I really appreciated this. I don't think this is going to turn me into a new lifelong Sonic Stan. I'm not like uh, about to start going and creating my own OCs or, or going and reading the interminable comic book or anything like that. But I don't know, maybe if there are Sonic fans out there who can point me to the gems of the Sonic fandom that have this same voice and warmth to it, maybe I would enjoy it. So let me know. Well, and with the success of this game, maybe this is the starting point for something like that, right? Where it's going to start, you know, they'll produce more things like this and, and use this version of these characters. I would, I would love to see more done like this and not just as a, as a one-off joke. I would love to see like a, um, you know, more lengthy, um, you know, flesh these characters out and, and give us more time in this sort of hangout space with them. This is, this would be, I'd love to see more of this. They do a few things in this game too that I think are just nice little quality of life things that I enjoyed for a game like this, which is one of them that I thought was worth mentioning is uh, you know, this game works in like segments. You're moving train car to train car to train car, which which is a really good way to segment out a game. It's very you have a very good understanding of where you are and, and what's ahead of you. And uh through the gameplay, you're collecting items. And you're using those items for the uh, purposes of interrogating people and solving the mystery. And every time you solve, like, or you complete a little interrogation and you go into the next train car, there's a little blurb that's like, oh, I don't need to, (laughs) I don't need, like, oh, I got too much stuff with me. I don't need to carry this anymore. And all of the items that were relevant to that train car 
and are clearly no longer ever going to be relevant again to your gameplay are dropped out of your inventory. And I just, I don't know. I thought that was really a smooth way to do it. It's kind of funny how they frame it and it keeps you with a super focused inventory. And you know, if I'm holding on to an item, I'm going to use it. And then when I'm done with it, it's gone. Uh, because a lot of the gameplay is like, tails will be like hey can you remind me what that thing was that we found and you'll and it pulls up your menu and you have to click on the item and if if it retained all of the shit that you'd collected through the whole game i think it would be a little unwieldy or annoying but instead it's just really really concise and Mm -hmm. um, like everything about this game is pretty straightforward and and just you know, it's more about delivering the story and the dialogue. And there's not really anything other than possibly if you're, if you struggle or likely if you struggle with the the mini game, but other than that, like it's really smooth. It plays really easily and, and really, it's like a really light. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I'll also just say that this, like, I hope this comes to other platforms, but this was a great example of like why I was glad I had a steam deck. You know, this dropped exclusively on steam, um, played it on the Steam Deck. It does not have key uh, gamepad controls, but day one, somebody, I don't know if it was Sega officially or or somebody, you know, programmed a, uh, uh, like a, a, a control scheme for it uh, that worked fine. And, you know, I could use my little like touchpad as a mouse for the places where I needed to mouse around or or touch the screen. Um, and I think this will, this will be I, I would hope that they take the the I don't know if it'll be in the budget. You know, I don't I don't know where uh, how they justify uh, doing like the whole full porting effort to to take this to other platforms. But I kind of hope they do because it's like it's such a nice little game. Um, you know, yeah. I, I would say they should they should port it and charge five bucks for it or something. I think it'd be. Yeah, totally I could see that. it on ipad or any you know bigger tablet like that i, I think, think it, you could do it on switch as well like you just you need could a, on either switch. an on-screen yeah. cursor or maybe just do something to to you know arrow between selectable items um, yeah i would love to see them do more of this um i hope that they make a sequel next year you know or uh or that they they spin this out into something who bigger. gets killed next <laughs> i don't know man all the rest of them <laughs> it would sonic, be yeah sonic is uh mourning in a pile of, of bloodied corpses of all yeah. his shitty friends oh god vector no no charmy no blaze the cat who's apparently from another dimension i didn't know that detail but now i do uh, um yeah uh while we got a couple extra minutes do we have time for what's making us happy this week? I think we do. Sure. Shane, what's making you happy this week? Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> I know. I got to uh, think too. You can't spring this on me at the end of every episode. It's not springing. If it happens every episode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go. Nate, what's making you happy this week? Well, shepherding a possum out of my house really made me happy it was <laughs> i need to very, i i i missed this social media video and i now need to see it where is this yeah. that i could see i'll, I'll it was send a story it so i think it's gone yeah i'll send you some oh, okay. i'll send you some great possum content sorry uh, listeners you'll have to do without it was truly inevitable i was like i knew someday one of these 
giant monsters, fat possums <laughs> in our backyard. We're going to come Post in it the to the Patreon page, Nate. Our <laughs> listeners need to see. Yeah, man, I could drop it in the, in the Discord. Um, so that's making me happy. And then otherwise, you know, I don't know how relevant this is for everybody. Uh, you know, we often... Um, recommend other games and books and tv shows and stuff like that but for me springtime and that means baseball's back on and that's making me Uh, happy reagan i've been watching baseball i'm actually traveling to denver here in a couple days to go and uh see some games and uh you know enjoy the enjoy springtime in the mountains so i'm just enjoying uh you know the the weather warming up and spending some more time outside in between solving uh, murders of my favorite little characters. Yeah, I we don't post it here enough, but if you happen to be a baseball fan, Nate has another podcast that's a, a, a good time for the baseball fi- fans, and it's called Talking About Birds. Where can they find <laughs> Talking About Birds? Well, at this point, we all know where to find podcasts, right? So if you happen to be in the narrow field of being a uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan, uh, check it out. You know, it's been a good time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I, I have something that I will say has been making me happy that was specifically just a weird situation that happened to me last night and this morning. I, I fell asleep. Uh, I was holding my... That is strange. Down. Yes, that is. Well, actually, these days, unfortunately, that is kind of strange. Not getting that much sleep around here lately, guys. Um, babies. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, was finishing up playing this game and uh, and started to sort of pass out and so I, I put, I wear a sort of little sleep headband thing, uh, which helps me fall asleep and um, uh, play podcasts and audiobooks in it sometimes. And, um, you know, put that on and played, I think, an episode of the Rock Paper Shotgun indie game podcast, uh, which is pretty new and pretty good if, if folks are looking for a new podcast. Don't listen to it if you only have room for one indie game related podcast in your life, then do not right. listen to it. Stay with don't, us. Don't need the competition. That's right. But if you need one more of those and you've got plenty, plenty of space in your podcast feed for it, then sure. Uh, check it out. It's a good one. And um, very British. And um, I guess I fell asleep listening to that. And then I woke up this morning and apparently at one o'clock in the morning, I had rolled over in bed got my phone and bought a game on steam and had no memory of either <laughs> hearing about it on the podcast, deciding to buy it or, or enacting that will. Um, I woke up to a receipt from steam for a game called teenage blob. And I was oh. like, what the hell is this? But then I went and looked and I'm like, actually, yeah, I guess sleep me has a pretty good taste. This seems like something maybe I should check out maybe for the show. I don't know. So uh, I'm going to check out Teenage Blob later today, a-, a game that apparently I bought in my sleep. So uh, first time wow. that's ever happened that's to peak, me. That is peak capitalism right there, too. That, I know. You, you know, you're, you, they got you to buy stuff in your sleep. It was only like eight pretty, bucks, so I'm yeah, really glad that impressive. Sleep Me decide, didn't decide to like, I don't know, take out a loan you, or something. Well, I was gonna say, it could have been Steam's new what? subliminal purchasing feature. That, uh, <laughs> Will you uh, sleep send me an OLED TV? I oh, would love dude. that. <laughs> I need a new monitor for my t- or for my uh, I want a good monitor for my Steam Deck. Um, I 
I am also a podcast listener when I go to bed, and uh, I will tell you, nothing ruins my like routine more than forgetting to put on the little sleep timer on uh, the podcast yeah. app, and you wake up at like four in the morning to like a random podcast. I'm like, damn it, what? six shows that I just listened to <laughs> that I have to go back through and like click as not listened to because I listen to a lot of shows, but you know, I like, and I try not to miss them. So I have to go back and figure out like, Oh cool. I wake up in the middle of an episode of 99% invisible. It's like very, <laughs> very confusing. <laughs> uh, see, this is, this is something that I do every night. And so I have a lot of hacks for this. So I will, I will share some tips if you are the sort of, it, I don't know, this probably isn't the case for everybody, but for me, my brain goes, if I don't have something going on in my ears. And so if I'm fa- lying there trying to fall asleep and I don't have a podcast playing, um, you know, intrusive thoughts, baby, uh, I'll be awake until whenever. <laughs> but if I put on a podcast, I'm asleep in 10 <laughs> minutes or less. And shopping um, in 20. <clears throat> and apparently <laughs> shopping online. Um, so uh, hot tips, those sleep headband things, you can get cheap ones on Amazon for like 20 bucks and they are totally worth it. Even the bad ones, you can make them work for you. I ended up after a year of using a cheap, shitty, bad one, uh, buying uh, a nice one. They have them from about $100 to $150 from a company called Acoustic Sheep. And those are, I wouldn't 100% say they're worth the money they charge that's kind of expensive for what they are but they are very nice if you uh you know if that's a thing that you want to spend money on i use it every night so it was worth it to me that is funny i i actually do the sort of the same thing but i just wind up using my regular airpods i i did that for a while too and it ended up making me very uncomfortable i do that and then i have to then i have to find it every morning because it it's fallen out somewhere and uh-huh. Yeah. And I have, I have the in-ear AirPods, the AirPods Pro, and I was finding my, it was just very uncomfortable in the morning. Yeah, that, so that would... uh, this lets me like sleep, you know, I'm a side sleeper. So it lets me actually sleep with the headphones sort of in between me and the pillow without being uncomfortable. Uh, and the other tip, this was more for Nate. Um, uh, uh, I do a sleep mode on my thing, on my phone where it activates like a special sleep home screen. And I just have a gigantic button that's a shortcut that starts oh. overcast with a 30 minute sleep timer. So I can't, I just hit that and it immediately starts playing and sets the sleep timer. And it's, it's more like the only button on screen past like 11 PM. That, so that right there, big smart pro tip. I'm going to, yeah. Statistically, I think the odds are that a, a chunk of our listeners are actually listening to this while trying to fall asleep. And some of them <laughs> have fallen asleep. So Reagan, what do you okay, want them to buy? Okay. Go put one hundred dollars in the Patreon. <laughs> Go put one hundred dollars. Patreon. Patreon. The short game. Yeah. And also um, talking about birds. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, Do us first, though. Um, so yeah, that's 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 me. That's what made me happy uh, uh-huh. this morning when I woke up was figuring out what had happened and at first being confused and and then being actually kind of pleased. So Shane, what's making you happy this week? Well, I will throw out, I I won't get too deep into it, but um, uh, over the course of the last like week ish, maybe a little more, I have been um, on an audio book binge. So once again, on a, uh, you know, audio related topic here, uh, I've made my way through the Scholomance series by Naomi Novik. Oh, those are so fun. Yeah, I enjoyed those. I think you and Laura had mentioned them to me at some point. 
And uh, yeah, they were definitely very enjoyable. This is for for listeners who kind of want the pitch on this. It's basically, um, you know, Harry Potter. But what if uh, the death rate at Hogwarts was like, <laughs> like uh, 60%. <laughs> so, um, so it's, and it's, it's a fun one. It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, I, I always enjoy a, like a nice, fairly well-realized magical world. And it's had that. Uh, I, it's not my, you know, the, the top uh book I've read in a long time, but it, it really was super enjoyable, especially if you're looking for something that kind of fits that niche of, uh, I don't know, a young adult fiction where lots of children are murdered. So, uh, <laughs> now you a surprisingly got big percentage of yeah. young adult fiction. Yeah. If you, if you took, if you took like Hogwarts and then put like a, a, a good dash of like Lord of the Flies and the Hunger Games in there. Mm-hmm. Like you, you pretty much get what this uh, book series is going for. A lot of, a lot of good characters, uh, some fun twists, very enjoyable. Yeah. I, I liked those a lot too. Definitely recommend them. Um, and the audiobooks were good. I, th- I did the audiobooks of those as well. I'm a big audiobook guy. I, I almost never seem to find myself with time and inclination to sit down and read, but I somehow can even in a really busy schedule with, you know, kids and a job and recording this podcast, I somehow managed to get, you know, a couple of hours of, of podcasts or audiobooks and often lately audiobooks in about every day. So audiobooks. I've been thinking about, I guess I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have been thinking about trying to mix it up more with audiobooks. Um, to really ramp i really ramp up the audiobooks uh the more depressing the news gets because i listen to a lot <laughs> of like news podcasts that's oh, how, I, yeah. how i engage with the news and if uh, if if the news is not uh doing it for me sometimes i have to retreat into you know some school for angsty <laughs> young wizards i listen to primarily like comedy podcasts you know so that for me is like the breakaway from everything else is the is the comedy podcast i listen to too many video game oriented podcasts personally uh probably the majority of my podcast playlist are games related and um sometimes you know that that's most of the time that's what i want and sometimes it's just not and i'll be like you know what this week no i'm i'm gonna do an audiobook instead and just skip it all and uh and you know what? The the world of podcasts continues, and I never really miss anything that important. Um, I just take breaks from it every Except now and then. Except for this show, of course, is you right. never you never want to miss one of those. If you were a subscriber of this show, no, never miss the short game, please. It's very important that you listen to every. It, or you know what? Just make sure it downloads. <laughs> take those numbers for us, buddy. Um, we appreciate you, and uh, and. I guess that's it for this week. So thank you very much for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. You can find our show on the internet at shortgame.fm, the website with all the links, shortgame.fm. It's got links there to find our Patreon. Uh, By the way, did you know you can support this show on Patreon? And every patron, even at just a dollar a month, gets instant access to our Discord community where we talk about the games that we're playing. We talk about Sonic and his shitty friends. Um, We talk about all that stuff and we plan future episodes. It's a good place to chat. Join us there we would love to have you and if you support at the five dollar or up level then uh, i will send you some short game stickers uh, you can also find on the short game.fm links to our show page with the show notes you can find links to uh our uh, uh you can 
buy a short game logo tee if that's a thing that you want to do. Uh, we have those available via the Cotton Bureau. Um, let's see, anything else off the top of my head? Uh, links to all of our socials, including me, I'm on Mastodon. Um, and uh, links to everybody else's socials, but I'll let them introduce. Nate, where can people find you? On Twitter, at NateSTL and Mastodon, Nate at bird.rodeo. Indeed. And Shane, where can people find you? Also on Mastodon at 8bitshane.mstdn.shh, I always forget the damn URL. The link is on the shortgame.fm. That's where you go. That's where you go. And uh, listeners, thank you once again for joining us on this episode of The Short Game. <laughs>